Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Abe Camacho here. Today I'm so excited to talk about a topic that was a game changer in my life. When I started jumping into energy, how to get it, where to find it, how to replenish it, I was able not to make more time, but to make the most out of my time. Absolutely changed my life. I know it's going to impact yours as well. And if you are feeling tired, out of energy, and you're trying to fill your tank back up, you're in good company. I want to start today's episode with a few questions just to kind of gauge where we're at. Maybe take an inventory right now of your life, of how you are feeling. And if you are on the spectrum of things are great, things are well, maybe you'll find some correlations with this topic. And this will be more of a confirmation type of episode. Maybe this is going to be like some pointers of actually pointing out why it's working. I believe that one of the most important things for us to do as people is not just to figure out what happened when things fail. It's actually to dissect and figure out when things are going well, what is it that got us here? I believe there is a term called autopsy where we look into bodies to figure out the cause of death, but we don't really often stop to figure out the cause of life. So if you're on the spectrum of life of, oh my God, everything is going so well, I'm so energized, things are going well, chances are your energy tanks are full. But if you are in a season without passion, um, without um, energy, without zest for life, I don't know what it is that you call it, if you're feeling frustrated, chances are it's not because you're not qualified. It could very possibly be that you're simply out of energy because passion without energy leads to frustration. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back who are feeling frustrated and you're like, why is this guy already talking about autopsies? Because passion without energy leads to frustration. Passion in and of itself is not so much uh, an energy. Passion is more of a revelation, at least for me. This is what I found in my life. The things that I'm passionate about, sometimes I don't do, not because I'm not passionate about it, but because I am frustrated. Passion, it's like if you had this Venn diagram between things that you love and things that matter and change the world, at the, you know, the crossroads of all of those great things that change the world and change your life, make life meaningful. That's your passion. That's what you should do. Um, I've heard this great quote that said, uh, passion is not what you uh, get paid to do, but it's what you would pay to do. So these are the things that actually matter to you. Um, in my personal life, I've come to find out that just because I'm passionate about something doesn't mean that I'm actively engaged in it. And it's not because I don't have meaning um, behind my desire is just that I just don't have the energy um, to do it. So today I want to talk to you about refilling your energy tanks. And we're going to dive into those energy tanks. You don't have an energy tank. You don't have one energy tank. You actually have multiple energy tanks. And if you don't know these things, you run the risk of running out of energy and not seeing the results. Because knowing what you're called to do in life does not equate that you're actually going to pursue it and engage in it and achieve it. Um, you actually have to develop the energy in order to go after it. Um, because energy is always coming out of you by design or by default. 
um, the moment you wake up, you start working on your energy. And when I mean energy, I'm not talking about like the the atmosphere and the energy in the universe. No, I'm talking about your energy, like your spiritual energy, your spirit, who you are, your energy, um, the desire to move, the, the that, that driving force, that energy. Um, you're always giving out energy. It's always coming out of you by design or by default. But you can only recharge that energy by design. So let me explain that statement one more time. Um, whether you are aware of it or not, everything is taking energy out of you. Like if you're a parent hanging out with your kids, though you love it, it's putting out energy. Going to work, it's putting out energy. Dealing with a moody barista on your day off, that's giving out energy. Um, coming up with a quote, a caption for your social media, that is putting out energy. Energy is coming out of you by default, but it doesn't come in by default. You actually... Energy only comes in by design, um, and there are different types of interactions that take a different amount of energy. But there's also different types of energy, and today I wanna I wanna talk about that because there's different forms of energy. Okay, I, I'm gonna give you the four types of energy that you have that you must refill because a lot of us, we think that when we're out of energy, um, that's just like a blanket statement, but it's not. You actually have uh, different, what I call energy tanks. And just because one is full doesn't mean the other one is. And sometimes you can be full of energy in one area, but then you lack results in the other simply because that one energy tank is not as full. So the four energy tanks, just to get started, um, are these. Uh, these are four energy tanks. You have your physical energy. You have emotional energy. You have mental energy. And then you have spiritual energy. I'm going to say it again. You have physical energy. You have emotional energy, mental energy, and spiritual energy. Um, now, this is, again, could go on the path that you're like, oh my God, he's talking about energies. No, I'm not talking about energies. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about your soul. I'm talking about this is something that all of us as humans share. Uh, and I'm going to break it down a little bit just to give you a little bit more context to help you out. Because when you feel drained, maybe today you feel drained. And, and actually, if I can be honest, right before I started this uh, recording, I felt so drained. Um, my wife and kids uh, just left for a beach day with their friends. They're having a girls' day. And um, I thought, uh, per my own mind, that the, they were supposed to leave like an hour and a half earlier. So I was ready to go. I was energized. And then uh, apparently I misread the calendar. And it was like, oh, my God. It was an hour and a half later. So for that hour and a half, I was like in limbo because my mind, I'm, I'm so weird. I cannot multitask very well. So I was just kind of like stuck. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait. <laughs> and <laughs> my energy was drained. And I was so close to not doing this podcast episode, but then I'm like, no, like tap into your energy tanks and uh, and it'll be okay. Uh, so, so again, uh, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual energy. So I want us to break these down and let's start with number one. Your first energy tank is your physical energy. I'm talking about your health. I'm talking about your body. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the energy that you have right now. Like when you wake up, 
and you're exhausted, right? I mean, maybe you had a long night, maybe you had a crazy night, um, maybe you, you you drove in and you got home really late, and you're waking up and you're already feeling that that drain, and the day just begun. That tells me that your physical energy is low. Your physical energy has everything to do with your health, has everything to do with your physical, with your body, with the ability to get up and move, with your driving force. And you always have to begin to do an inventory of the things that make up um, your uh, physical health, right? I was like, what, what, what rhythm of life am I living in? Am I, am I being extreme? Am I being excessive on certain things? How's my diet? Is what I am eating actually helping me out? Am I resting? Am I um, replenishing it, recreation? Like you, you, you always have to figure out um, what it is that your life is uh, up to right now and how it's affecting your world. There are days that you know it'll be noon and I'm like, oh my god. Why am I so tired? And then I realized, yeah, like my kids woke me up at five o'clock in the morning um, asking if they could borrow my iPad because they decided 5 a.m. It's it's a perfectly good time to be on the Internet. And it, it, it interrupted my sleep. So I need to be aware of those things because I could be like, oh, my God, today's a bad day. No, it's not a bad day. My physical tank is low I, and I have to be aware of that. So. You have to be aware of the things that drain your tank. Is it lack of sleep? Is it that um, you're like, oh, I don't feel like going out tonight. Uh, not, I'm just not feeling it. Could it be that, you, that you're eating way too much in the middle of the day that, you know, come six o'clock, you're already ready for a nap. Uh, could it be that you're not drinking the coffee that you require? Could it, what, what, what is it? You have to be aware of the things that drain you so that you have to, uh, on the flip side, begin to learn what, uh, replenishes your physical energy. Um, I want to talk about me for a little bit. My physical energy is replenished with a very, uh, most of the time, consistent, for the most part, morning routine, right? Waking up around the same time, drinking my black cup of coffee, drinking my cold water, um, uh, getting out of bed, right? Walking around. I go outside. I let the cold air hit me just for a few seconds. So for me, physically, that does wonders. It's those little things that I've understood, right? Having my time cup, cups of coffee. I don't know where you stand in your relationship with coffee, but for me, I'm on a, I'm a three cups a day kind of dude. Okay. I, I already feel the judgment. I already feel you driving and you're like, Oh no, three cups of coffee. Like, and I don't want you, when I say three coffees, I don't want you to think like a Trenta McTwist with 30 pumps of milk and sugar, uh, at the Willy Wonka factory. No, I'm talking about three plain <laughs> cups of coffee, like your regular thrift store found mug cups of coffee at seven um, in the morning, at two o'clock, and at uh, six or seven p.m. I have my last one. Um, and <laughs> even me saying it out loud, so it's a little bit excessive, I know, but that's me. Uh, don't judge me because I judge you for your stuff. Just kidding. This is a judgment-free zone, eh? What are you talking about? So you got to watch your physical health. I'm cracking myself up. Guys, just to give you context again, this podcast, it's like just me and you, and uh, there's no team. It's just me in my office. So when I crack myself up, I can judge myself a little bit. Anyways, back to your physical health. So you got to know what works best for 
you. Um, you got to manage it. Um, and if you don't have a proper management of how to replenish your physical health, you 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 will be out of whack certain days. You cannot ma manage what you don't measure. So you will not know what works for you if you don't take into account, hey, having that third cup of coffee does wonders. I have energy at night for my social life, for my meetings. So therefore, I should be taking it. And if you don't want to drink that cup of coffee, that's fine. But the moment you remove it, you have to take that into account and adjust appropriately or, uh, you know, replace it with something else. And the reason why I'm talking about physical energy is because usually this is why a lot of this is where people stop. This is the fundamental one, right? So like, I don't got energy. I'm not going out. Well, it could be that maybe you have uh, high physical energy, but you're low somewhere else. So what comes out of you doesn't usually tell us where it comes from. When people say I'm not feeling it, I'm like, well, what do you mean you're not feeling it? Uh, maybe it's your physical health. Maybe I mean, I mean, your physical energy. I could say we can get through that. Sometimes it's not that you're in a bad mood is that your your physical energy is low. Drink a cup of coffee, do a couple of jumping jacks, take a cold shower, whatever it is that works for you, you got to figure it out and refill your physical tank of energy. The second tank that I want to talk about is your emotional energy. I'm talking about your family, your friends, your relationships. Tasks take emotional tolls. Tasks take emotional tolls. Doing things can drain your emotional energy. Not just the toxic things, not just the negative things. Maybe you're the life of the party. Can I tell you, you carrying the party on your back is taking an emotional toll on your energy tanks. You showing up, always having to create conversation, always uh, fighting because you struggle with the atmosphere being awkward, always trying to spark like a conversation, always feeling the FOMO, therefore you have to text friends and got to fill your calendar. That drains your energy. Not Plans don't just drain your energy. Making plans drains your energy. Not only that, wondering um, why you don't have any plans takes energy. And you can be like, hey, how is that even possible? I'm just chilling on my couch. It's taking off of your emotional energy tank. And you will struggle in one place when uh, you're emotionally drained somewhere else. So what do I mean by that? You could be at work and you could be physically engaged, but if you're emotionally drained, you will probably struggle in that one area. And it's not that you uh, are sick, it's not that you are um, not passionate, but emotionally, it could be that maybe something happened um, that uh, it's affecting you, right? Um, I believe that people carry this cloud I call it their, their spirit, uh, their soul. Some people call it their vibe, their energy. And I believe that you carry that cloud with you. It's almost like, imagine like in the cartoons back in the day uh, when uh, a, a character gets a little sad or emotional and there's like a little rain cloud over their minds. That's you. So you either got the, the rain clouds or the sunshine, right? Or maybe just a little bit gloomy. But what happens is that you could be... Um, trying to engage mentally, physically, or spiritually, but you if you're emotionally drained, you will, you will withdraw. I'm in the church uh, spectrum of, of world, right? That's what I'm passionate about, going to church. A lot of people say, oh my God, well, I'm just not feeling it. I'm disconnected. Um, 
you know, I don't feel like faith is for me. And sometimes when you dig a little bit deeper and you have the conversations, you begin to realize it's not that they're spiritually disengaged. It's maybe they got emotionally offended with somebody else. Maybe someone rubbed them the wrong way at that church and all of a sudden they're just putting the blame on God when in reality is that emotionally they will they were drained. Now, only you know what empties you and fills your emotional tank. Only you know that. Um, because some people need to be in crowds and parties and hangouts all the time uh, to be emotionally drained. You are an extrovert. You are a person who um, gets energized that way. Now, I want to clarify a little bit. Maybe you've never gone deep in the extroverted, introverted types of living and a lot of people uh think uh well if i'm an extrovert that means that i thrive um it, being around people and if i'm i'm introverted i i don't thrive around people though that's not the case uh introverted and extroverted it's not about how you excel but about how you get energized so an extroverted person gets recharged by crowds it doesn't mean that they're loud it just means that it, it does good for your soul. Now, for me, I am naturally introverted. So a lot of people don't believe me because they, you know, I'm a public speaker. I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing all these things. So people think, well, you just, you love people, right? No, it's not that. It's that, I, I mean, not that I don't love it. I mean, I do love it, but it is so draining. But for me is this, I energize by being by myself, by reading a book, by going to the bookstore, uh, by listening to a podcast, watching a YouTube interview, or just having some me time energizes me, but I enjoy the big crowds as well. So it's not that it's a personality trait as much as it is understanding that if you're extroverted, um, and, and this is this might be a, a, a great uh, place for you to like Okay, maybe this could be the takeaway. Like maybe you think you're an introverted, so you are forcing yourself to be a recluse and by yourself and isolating, and that's just taking you deeper and deeper down this path to anxiety and depression. Maybe it's that you're actually extroverted. Maybe even though you're shy, that's a personality trait, but you could be shy and still be energized and and get so replenished by being out there in the crowds and vice versa. Maybe you are such an outgoing personality. You love to talk, but you all of a sudden are going through a crisis of identity because like, who am I? Do I hate these people? No, you love these people, but you're actually introverted in the sense of that you have to be aware that your emotional energy tank is low. Now you got to go and be by yourself so that you get replenished. So you got to realize what drains you and what fills your emotional tank everything is taken away emotionally so you have to be intentional about replenishing your emotional energy tank the third energy tank is your mental energy tank that is the projects that you do the things that you got going on in with your mind um, a lot of times when I talk about your mental energy, people go straight to work, right? What I do for work, what I put my mind to. And that's how you uh, give out your energy. But also, I want you to be aware that mental energy needs to be replenished. So um, there's this great quote that I love that says, the highest performance have an unrelated intellectual distraction. The highest performers have an the, the highest performers have an unrelated intellectual distraction. What does that mean? That yes, you could be in medicine, 
but those who thrive in medicine have a hobby on the side, an interest on the side that keeps them sharp and enjoying what they do because um, they put their minds somewhere else and their minds get replenished. So you could say you love your kids. Um, I talk to parents all the time and there is this low-key guilt that if they're not thinking about their kids 24-7, they, for whatever reason, feel like they're going to be judged and they're not. Like, you can be the best parent in the world and still have hobbies and still talk about something else. What that tells me is that you are taking owner ownership of your mental energy because all you do is deal with your children, right? And then when they're asleep, all you do is read about how to be a better parent. What happens is that your mind starts creating this framework that nothing is ever enough, that there's always going to be more versus I'm spending time with my kids, but hey, at night, they're going to be with dad. They're going to be with mom. They're going to be with grandma. They're going to be with the babysitter. I'm going to go and I'm going to do something that is good for my mental health, for my mental energy. So for me, I love church and I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, I was talking to this pastor and I said, um, He's like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a pastor. And he's like, well, what do you do for fun? And I was like, well, actually, I think this is fun. I think I think this is cool. I love doing ministry. I love learning about ministry. And he chuckled and he said, man, you need, a, you need to get a hobby. And I was so offended. <laughs> I was so offended. I was like, how dare you? I'm passionate. But he was absolutely right. It's like, you know what? I am doing what my passion is, a disservice by not allowing my mind to take a break and be replenished it and, and getting myself to miss it a little bit, right? It, something happens when you become obsessive. Obsession leads to over-familiarity and over-familiarity means that the beautiful things become invisible. So you could stare at a diamond 24-7. Eventually that diamond uh, will be worthless to you because you've become over-familiar. This is how marriages get wrecked, families get wrecked, relationships, organizations, startups get wrecked because we become obsessive and we want to control it and you can have control or growth but you can't have both so what happens is that you need a mental project you need an intellectual distraction go read a book on something that uh, cannot benefit you one of my toxic traits is that everything I read sometimes I feel like I can do or everything I watch, I feel like I must do. So if I'm watching a DIY show, I feel like I need a DIY and remodel my house. If I'm reading a cooking book, I feel like I need to go to the grocery store, get everything and cook it right there. I do not allow myself some breaks. So that, if, if that sounds like you, um, that's not something to be proud of. That, that is actually shows lack of discipline and lack of self-leadership. You Your mind needs to rest and replenish and recharge, be Remotivated and refreshed so that you can re engage and give your 110%. Actually, your 100% is enough. Never go over 100%. You're overdoing it. Give your 100% um, to whatever it is at the time that it matters. Take a mental break, take a chill, and then you'll come back to it. So, your mental tank of energy needs to be replenished. And the last one is uh, your spiritual um, energy. Now, I deal with this because my upbringing is uh, as a Christian, right? I grew up as a Christian and I would go to church and I joined ministry since I was 12 years old and I never stopped. I got I got um, involved with music, with worship, uh, we call it. 
so I was in the church band, and I was so passionate about it. Uh, but I realized that years went by, and my faith was dwindling a little bit. I had too many questions. Not that you should not have questions. In fact, you should question your faith. A faith uh, that is questioned is a faith that is growing. But um, I remember it was in the formative years of my life, and I was so uh, disengaged. And um, I remember I was struggling uh, with a certain issue in my teenage years. Um, this is like in the high school era. And I remember talking to one of my leaders and just kind of sharing some of the struggle that I was going through. And he said, like, how, 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 how is it that you're struggling with that? Because you're, you're, you're in the ministry, like you're here all the time. And I remember back then I was literally at church every single day of the week, every single day of the week. It's a, it's a weird schedule. It was like Monday, we rehearsed for the band for Spanish. Tuesday was youth and the English team. Wednesday, I was at a midweek service. Thursday, I was at a midweek Spanish service. Friday, it was youth. Saturday was prep for production. Sunday, we were doing like five services. So what I learned from that in hindsight is that ministry doesn't fill you. It actually drains you. And this is not something that is being taught to people. And what I mean by draining is that it's not just draining spiritually, but ministry could be draining in all areas, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Um, but it doesn't fill you. And I think this is one of the biggest things that people don't understand that like some of the things that you love are not filling you up. They're emptying you. And that's fine. That's good because a lot of the things that drain you are um, usually in service for others, especially the spiritual, the spiritual ones, right? So when you pray for people, when you're delivering a message, when you're worshiping, like all of these things, there's this spiritual energy. There's this faith that needs to be fueled like a fire. And it's a big difference between being involved in the church and allowing the church to come into your life and you being a member of the church that you're leading. This is one of the biggest things that I see in churches and how they go into seasons of difficulty is that leaders are not part of the church that they're leading. So they'll preach about small groups, but they don't have small groups. They'll preach about accountability, but they're not accountable. So you need to invite the things that are going to feed your spiritual energy tank. So you leading a Bible study might mean more draining than filling because you don't learn the most at the table where you're feeding. You learn more at the table where you are feeding your own self. So yeah, it's good that we're leading so much, but we also got to sit at the table and receive. Maybe this is from people. Maybe you have a teacher. Maybe you have a mentor. Maybe, um, you know, you go into a Bible study, but maybe it's different. Maybe it's you receiving by yourself. Maybe it is picking up a book about uh, spirituality and Christianity and how to become um, a, a follower of Jesus. Maybe it is... Um, committing to having a set time every day where you open up the Bible and then you read a few verses 
not to dissect them, not to teach them, not so that you can fully understand them. But when you begin to read the word out loud to yourself, when you get into that time, maybe you don't have time in the morning, like you're honestly like, you know, life and kids and jobs, but you're on your way to work. You can put on some headphones and listen to the Bible being being read to you. That can do wonders. And it's 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 not overnight, it's over time. It's it's more of a um, a discipline that then becomes a desire. This is what I've seen the most in my own life, that feeding my spirit, it's not inherently something I desire. It was It's a desire now as a product of my discipline. So I started going to church from a young age, and I was going to church for all the wrong reasons. Um, I wasn't one of these kids that we see on social media nowadays, you know, crying down for revival. I was honestly there because I had a passion about music. Uh, my friends were there. I had leaders that loved on me and were like my mentors. But even my wrong motives got used them, and he used my wrong motives to teach me uh, and to deal with my spirit, like it wasn't something that I did like on my own life. It was something that he did as a result of me developing disciplines. The more I read, the more I wanted to read. The more I understood, the more I understood I understood nothing and I wanted to experience more. Um, and it, and it, and it, And it's been a lifelong journey to understand that sometimes I feel like, man, like, I'm not feeling it physically. Sometimes it's because our our spiritual tank is so low and we have to take an inventory of that. And, and, and one of the ways that you can is ask, be honest with yourself. Hey, am I, how's my spirit today? How's my joy today? How's my faith today? How's my hope today? Today I saw this, this billboard that said, keep dreaming. And, um, you know, it wasn't in the context that I'm going to use it. It was more like, um, like, yeah, you can't afford this or something like that. Like, yeah, keep dreaming. But in my mind, I was like, I saw it as a sign. Yeah, Abe, keep dreaming. And I'm telling that to you, whoever you are, keep dreaming. Maybe you can't dream, be, not because you don't have the money in the bank account. Can I tell you, dreaming is free, but your spirit needs to be filled up to dream, to hope, to believe, to pray, to expect. You need to fill up your tank. You have to do the things that fill up your energy tank and the spiritual um, energy. So uh, I want to wrap this up. Um, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to fill up your tank. And um, let me just tell you, there is not a one um one size fits all. It's a one size fits one. What what fills up your physical tank is not what fills up your emotional tank. It's not what fills up your mental tank. It's not what fills up your spiritual tank. There are different habits and practices that are going to have a different impact on your life, but I want you to be mindful. So for the next six days, I don't want you to start anything new and I want you to try new things. I want you to take an inventory of things that you're already doing and be mindful of how it affects you. Maybe you're already doing some things that are filling you up that you run the risk that if you stop doing these things, man, you're going to empty your tank. But maybe there are things that you're doing that you think you're supposed to do, you have to do. And there are some things that we got to do. Don't quit your job because it's draining you physically. No, you got to go to work. You got to do certain things, right? But there are some things that we choose, right, after our nine to five that are draining us. Now, 
only you can decide um, for how long you're going to allow that leak um, in your life and, 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 and deal with it so that you can be full. Because what happens when we're full, then we're living our best lives. I mean it. We become the best version of ourselves. We love people better. We lead better. We dream bigger. We can serve wholeheartedly. It, we have a clean conscience. There's a peace about it. And sometimes it's not that you're failing. It's just that you are fatigue. It's not that you've been derailed. It's just that you've been drained. And if you're feeling stuck, chances are it's not that um, there's a big issue with your vehicle being your, your, your life. It could be that the vehicle ran out of gas and you just have to stop and you have to fill yourself up with because to be honest, we're all running out of gas. We're just like cars. The question is not if you're going to run out of gas again. The question is, what are you going to fill yourself up with when you do? You got to fill yourself up with the right things that feed and fill your physical energy tank, fill your emotional energy tank, fill your mental energy tank, and fill your spiritual energy tank. Well, Man, I hope that this uh, blessed you. Uh, it, it's been so cool just getting to talk about it and it's been very um, exciting to get to dive into these topics that I'm passionate about that, that that helped me out. By no means have I graduated from this. Every time that I talk about these things, they're really just from a personal experience and what I'm experiencing. This whole thing about energy tanks, can I tell you, like, I got to fill mine up. I got to fill mine up. I got to be mindful about it every month, every week, every day. See where I'm low. Sometimes we don't catch them until they're too late. Hey, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. Fill yourself up and then keep being the best person that you know you're called to be. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this um, episode. I hope that it was helpful. I hope that uh, it encourages you, that it fills you up in one way. If this uh, impacted you in any way, you enjoyed it, I mean, it would mean the world if you share this with a friend. Um, we don't advertise this. Uh, we don't put money into this. This is just a, a, a passion project. Um, and you guys have been so encouraging even when I, uh, you know, I'm not as consistent as I should. You know, I'm finding my flow. But I I, I realized, you know, the, if I don't quit, I win. So thank you all for, for encouraging me to keep this thing going. And uh, I'm excited uh, to spend this time. Share with a friend. Subscribe if you can. Rate it. Like it. Repost it. It means the world. Gets the word out. And that's how we get this thing going. Love you so much. Thank you for checking out Good Company. I'll see you in the next one.